The doors are open and we're printing money back here. Bring in your shit and I will fucking pay for it. Misinformation podcast contains themes and subject matter that may be inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, yeah, it was worth a quarter million dollars, I thought. To take some nuts. Welcome to episode four of Miss Interview. With you, as always, I'm Zach. I'm Eric. Yo. Hello. It's kind of a big day for us, I yes. won't lie. Yes, it is. I'm kind of, uh, I'm jazzed. Big moment. Yeah. That's, I get to, we get to, we're gonna. <laughs> it's happening. Ladies and gentlemen, with us today uh, from uh, AMC's Comic Book Men and Tell em Steve Dave, Walt Flanagan. Hello. <laughs> Walt is thrilled to be here. Yes. <laughs> Walt's... Yeah, I'm thrilled, I'm thrilled. Good. Uh, you know, it, this, first of all, we have to say out of the gate, thank you so much for doing this. You're No obligations to us, at, and you're just doing it for the hell of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, if you're nice enough to ask, uh, how could I say no? <laughs> I appreciate that. I, you know, I tell you, there's, I don't have much time to listen to many podcasts anymore. I used to be able to listen to a lot more, but uh, I, I can't. I never miss telling Steve, Dave. Uh, we, we really look up to you guys, and you do a hell of a show. Well, thank you. That's very nice to hear. Well, and thank you for doing it for free. I mean, there's a lot of people out there, you know, charging for entertainment, and you guys every week give us a solid quality show for free. So that means a lot to us. Uh, cool. That's just until we figure out a way to charge for it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, believe me, if we could make money uh, doing our stupid show. <laughs> it's You know, things have really taken off for you as of late, though. I mean, things have really... Business has picked up, correct? Uh, you mean personally, or, or, or do you mean podcast-wise, or what are we talking about? Well, well, a little bit of both. I mean, it kind of started with, with Tell Him Steve Dave, and now it's segueing into the, the television show Comic Book Men, which is, is getting great ratings and is a damn enjoyable show. Uh, I mean, I know that you're kind of a, you're, you're a regular guy, you know, you like to spend family time, you like to do, you know, low-key stuff. How, how is this for you, making the adjustment to having this in your life? Uh, it really hasn't been a, an adjustment, really, at all. Really? So you're, you're finding, finding it easy to keep the private things private and all that good stuff? Yeah, yeah, nothing really has changed it, really, all that much at all. It seems like it's the same exact thing I was doing before. Right, right. Well, because... Yeah, just a little bit more. Now I'm just dealing with a little bit more, with a lot more calls about people trying to sell me their garbage, but otherwise, <laughs> it's, uh, otherwise it's basically the same thing. I still work the same hours in the same place you know so it's uh basically nothing has changed I, I hear you might be the guy to have a line on several thousand hologram cards from marvel's uh collector card era yeah if i uh, if i uh if anybody's looking for them i got a pipeline on them <laughs> I, you know we were just talking before uh before we gave you a call about how we we all know that humanity as a whole not not uh, the most it's tough to deal with people. You know, I worked retail for years. Eric works in the service industry. And now that it's out there and people can see it, they think they have it all figured out. So they bring you their junk and tell you, hey, this is what it's worth. Give me that much money. And don't realize, God damn it, you're trying to make money too, you know? Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, uh, I, I told my wife the other night because there was, a, there was an old lady who called me on the phone and she, she made the story that... Um, her husband had a collection of comic books, and uh, it turned out she was only like 10 minutes from my house. So I was like, you know what? I'll stop on there tomorrow on my way to work, I said, and I'll, I'll, I'll check out the collection for you and tell you if you have anything that's worthwhile. But I forgot about it. 
and um, she called in the, that day afternoon, and she was very upset, and she was very angry. And um, so I said, okay, I promise on the way home tonight I'll do it. And something came up again, and I forgot about it. So on the third day, she called me. I swore to her I would I would come down here, and I felt horrible. And I also said, well, I'll definitely have to, you know, help her now as best I can. Not even maybe not. Even, it might the collection might be so valuable. I thought to myself, since it was her husband and she was a little old lady, you know, that uh, she might have been sitting on a lot of money ever. But then when I got there, it turned out it was her son-in-law's collection. They weren't intending to sell it. They just wanted me to go in there and, and tell them uh, how much the, the collection was worth and um, what comics he should keep on collecting. Even though it doesn't stop shop at our store, but he only lives 10 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they wanted you to be their own personal human pricing guide, huh? Yeah, it was kind of like jarring. And I said to my wife, when I got home, I guess I, guess I had to accept for a couple of weeks that these are the kind of calls and this is the kind of stuff I'm going to be faced with. And right. just, you know, put my head down and plow through it. <laughs> well, you know, and, and and those probably, you know, and I don't know what their personality was like, but though, at least going into it when you're thinking sweet old lady who just doesn't know what she has, that's one thing. But the entitlement, like the balls on some people, you know. Well, she said, like they had them all, they had them all, um, they had taken this, it wasn't even her husband's collection. She lied about that. It was her son-in-law's collection. So they had taken all the comics and piled them in a pile on their living room floor by category, like Spider-Man pile, a Hulk pile, a Superman pile. <laughs> and so she was annoyed at me when I came in because she said, it's been like this, we've been living like this for the past four days because you said you're going to be here on Monday, and now it's Thursday. So we've been living like this for four days with these books all over the place. So just tell us how much they're worth. And, um, and I was kind of like, Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that you've been living in, in comic book squalor for two days. Big deal, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I mean, but I mean, it, the, the collection wasn't worth anything. And on one hand, I was I was happy they weren't looking to sell it because I, it, it does it's just starting to wear on me to tell people I'm, I'm not interested in their stuff. Well, and and are people starting to get the idea that you know sometimes you're just not interested because you can't make any money on it? Uh. I'm just not interested because it's worthless. Right. Um, if I, you know, if I can make money on it, yeah, I, I definitely have an interest on it, but I'm not, like, trying to be... Uh, I mean, it, unfortunately, it looks like that's the way it's coming off on the show, that we're just, like, the doors are open and we're printing money back here. Bring in your shit and I will fucking pay for it. <laughs> well, you know, and I think I was watching with my wife. My wife doesn't know anything about comics or... Uh, you know, any anything that I'm interested in. We couldn't be any more different. And, and we were watching the show and she's like, God, this reminds me of Pawn Stars. It's like they're they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to hose them. And I'm like, no, you don't understand, honey. They're not trying to hose them. It's he's he's running a, a business here and if he pays them exactly what it's worth, he makes zero dollars and zero cents on that comic. Um well she's she's right though. I mean, let's not be let's not fool anybody. I mean there's definitely that was the formula. <laughs> well right. I'm not trying to make it sound like, oh we like this is different. It's not. It's the same premise. <laughs> Fair enough. But I mean still it's not necessarily the idea of hosing them, it's just you want to no, come yeah, out of it ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, but um but unfortunately in a in an era of of where people now can just sell their stuff online. Mm-hmm. People coming in trying to sell the stuff know, well, I can get this online. Let me see if I, if, well, how much more or less will I take to take it out of my, you know, to save me the hassle of putting it up, mailing it out. And, you know, it's not that much, you know, it's, they realize they can make more money A lot. doing it that way. And so they're not willing to come down to the price that, you know, that I'm offering. Right. And uh, that happened on the show plenty of times because they, these people were, and most people bringing the good stuff in, they're knowledgeable. They know what they have. They, they know what it's worth. Not that I'm trying to not get it, you know, that I'm looking for somebody who doesn't know, but they know full well what it's worth and what they can get for it online. So there really is a, there's a hard line that they're not going to go under in, in the, when we're negotiating. Well, so there's a lot of stuff that came in that we just never even bought because it just was, it just wasn't economically feasible. Well, and that kind of that that brings up an interesting point because on last night's show, the the fellow that brought in the box that was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, um, yeah, it was worth a quarter million dollars that box. Well, you know, and and now I don't know how much was cut out, but did you get the feeling? Because I got the feeling for him, he had no idea what he had. Um, 
I think he. Uh, I mean, and you'd have to be. He's a he's a bright guy. He knew that he had something in there. He knew that it was old, and it was legitimately um, a, a real good shot that 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 there was some some insanely valuable stuff in there. He he had it kind of, but he didn't know like he didn't know the Wonder Woman. That was the first appearance of Wonder Woman because he hadn't opened up any of them. Right. So, but he he had a, he had a somewhat knowledge that he. You know that his grandfather had uh, left him well, you, something pretty special in that box. I mean, and I think that that kind of goes to show that you guys aren't there to to sink him because you could have you could have hosed that guy. I th- I think. I, uh, I mean, I I mean, you know, thank you for saying that, but um, I I wouldn't hose anybody, right? But God forbid I'm gonna fucking hose them on TV. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna right, hose right. anybody at, at all at any time, camera or not. But I mean. I don't. I mean, to pat me, take pat for you guys to pat me on the back for not hosing them on TV. I mean, is, is that really something I should be that uh, happy about my, with myself? <laughs> right. So, so what I meant was concur- congratulations on being a human being. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, in, the, in this day and age, though, it's almost it, you know, it's almost to the point where you have to congratulate people just for being decent because it hardly happens anymore. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, and, and, and since the store has been open now, we've had people come in with like some pretty decent stuff that, well, you know, we've had people come in with golden age stuff that was, that was, you know, worth a lot, a lot of money. And my mindset's always been, I'm not going to hose anybody for it. And I'm certainly not going to hose anybody with Kevin's name attached to it. Could you imagine the, uh, the embarrassment on his part if like it got out that like, you know, we took advantage of grandma dynamite and her uh her million dollar collection right. so i've always played it up as this was like i'm just going to be a straight shooter with these people when they come in and if it's worth more than we could we can purchase it for but to, but to, you know if it's out of our ballpark you know i try to help them and steer them in a direction so they can maximize their what they got but that's that's a rarity though i'm telling you that's a, most people come in with shit right Right, in, in which you know it wouldn't be worth something if there were a ton of them, you know. So you're not going to see right. as much. Sure, I I did have a cringe moment last night as a stand-up comic though, watching that poor son of a bitch. Oh, that guy was great. Oh man, I felt great, bad. Great, bad, for but great. Though. Oh god, I, you know, <laughs> and, and 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 the worst part was is I saw I saw the moment in his eyes when you said basically if you make me laugh. I think he might have pooped. He might have pooped his pants, because <laughs> that is one of the hardest things as a comic to do. Is uh, here, hold this water bottle in your hand, pretend it's a microphone, and make me fucking laugh, monkey. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough, and uh, but I mean, he really should have brought his his A list stuff. Uh, and if that was A list <laughs> stuff, then yeah, unfortunately, he needs some more work. That better not have been his closer, because if that was his closer, <laughs> he's so fucked. <laughs> uh, have you, has, you know, and I, I don't want to, uh, I know there's probably, they don't want you talking about a ton of stuff, but has anything been cut from the show that you felt was just so cringeworthy, so difficult, that you knew there's no fucking way it was getting on TV? Uh, probably some of the stuff where we're being gone after Ming so hard that probably people were just like, good lord, what is with these people? We can't show this to a national TV audience. <laughs> that was probably, like, we would, we would get to a point where we were mocking, you know, or just busting his chops that we knew we, we, uh, we were crossed into a realm of that they would never use it, you know. Uh, we, we talked about, I mean, in, in, uh, the, um, where he goes back in time, that the opening of one of the shows. Oh, right. Yep. We we it, it got to, we did that for like a half hour to the we had this whole uh, scenario where he had paid he went back in time to pay for his mother's abortion of himself. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that wasn't getting used, but they didn't stop us from like going on and on and on and on. <laughs> but I, I knew at a certain point I was like, this shit ain't never getting used. Do you, do you ever get With to... good reason. <laughs> no shit. Do you ever get to the point where, you, has there ever been a moment where you look at Ming and you go, oh shit, Ming's pissed? Uh, yeah, I, I've seen, I've seen, a, I've seen, a, we, we, there's a line, everybody has a line right. and, uh, you can see it just in his eyes and that's when you take your foot off the pedal a little bit. <laughs> or off his throat, however you want to look at it. <laughs> but he's great, man. He, uh, I, I, that guy can, is, is, uh, so willing to laugh 
you know, and um, just have fun, you know, just laugh from and being a part of the joke, not being the joke. And right. it's, uh, he, he really does a great job. And there's, I don't know, there's still three episodes left. I don't know what's in those episodes, but hopefully there's some really funny moments that he has that really made me laugh and I hope they get on the show. But I don't, I'm not sure, you know, what they're showing on the last three episodes. Now, do you watch them back? Week to week? Um, I, I I was planning not to, but then I was I had to watch episode one for some for some reason, and um, it was rough to watch it. And but then after um, I watched the first one, I was just like, oh, I could probably make it through watching the second one. I watched that one, and then and I knew I wanted to watch the commercial one because I because that was the one I had the most fun with. So I, <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured I would. At the very least, um, enjoy some of the silliness of it. it. It was it was so masterfully over the top that I had I had seen parts of it leading up to it uh, in the commercials and stuff, and I was like, "Wow, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch this commercial." And then as I watched you guys craft that, it was what you were <laughs> exactly what you were going for. At, bravo, sir! Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was fun. It was the funnest. Of, it was the funnest part of the shoot. The whole entire uh, shoot of the show was. Just the commercial aspect of it. And, it, and it read well, and I and I understand now why why uh, the, I believe one of you mentioned on Twitter that it was a love letter to the TESD fans, because it, yeah, definitely I felt that way. That um, there's there's probably uh, a handful of people watching it that are going to enjoy it, but those handful are going to realize you know it's it's like a pod come to life. Well, and, it, and it's so strange too because not very often in a, in a in a brand new television show are you able to have inside jokes that hundreds of thousands of people will get. Well, I think you're overestimating that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> to bring it down a little bit, and I'll agree with you. Uh, I I, rec- I record my podcast in my basement in Iowa, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my barometer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. We're not just going to talk about the TV show. I thought we were going to talk about Get Em. I don't get a chance to talk about them enough on my own. I thought that you guys were going to bring it up. You know, I, I actually had not planned to, to bring it up because I didn't feel like getting piss-pounded on Twitter. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've, been, I've been muzzled on my Get Him Talk by Brian and Q, so uh, I thought here's where I'd get my fill of it. Well, it's a, you're our guest. You're, you're more than welcome to sing the praises of Get Him or uh, the the anti-praises, whatever, whatever suits your face. I have nothing fans. but praise. I, you know, and I believe that. I, I do. I've, I, I talk to Get Him quite a bit, and uh, one, the guy really looks up to you. Um, and two, I think that you, um, uh, I think everyone's been very fair to him, everyone in the TESD group. Uh, but I think you most of all have been very, very fair and accommodating to, to him. So um, it, sometimes it, it, it rubs me a little the wrong way when the folks on Twitter start to get a little rabble rousy and beat him up. And then it's nice to see you come in and be like, you know what? He's a nice guy. He is. Yeah, I really think he is a good guy. And I mean, I think, like I said on the pod, I just think he's a little out of focus right now. Like something he's seeing things through a gauze. Sure. But if that gauze is released, uh, I think, he, you know, he it's just... A little off kilter right now. Well, and I think he's very entertaining. Oh, very. You know, he's he's a lot funnier than people give him credit for. But I think part of the problem, you know, when he's on on the show with you guys, is he gets nervous. He's a little starstruck. You know, he he really he really does look up look up to you guys, and I think it rattles him a little bit. Yeah, I, he shouldn't. But no, I I I, I dig him you know, and I think he's a, a nice guy, and uh, uh, I think that uh, it uh, I feel like I even want to even I want to include him even more when I see all that stuff on Twitter about like you know, kill him and let's get get rid of him. We've had enough. It just makes me want to put him, make him even more of a focal point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in, in, in the, 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 the soft jabs at him are, are very funny, but when it's like, let's track him down and murder him and, and, and disavow <laughs> him, <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, he already doesn't have two front teeth. Let's cut the guy some slack. Exactly. <laughs> I have never been attacked by a pool toy, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I think uh, I think the uh, the plans that are in motion. I think things. I think things could really come about for that poor kid. I really do. I think so too. I like I told him, and he's supposed to come in here. I thought he was supposed to come in today, but I forgot. Maybe it's tomorrow. I can't remember what he said. But he's supposed to come in and do his, record his uh, his maiden podcast, and um, 
with Rob Bruce, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I, you know what? Um, I looked at his uh, bio on Twitter, and um, he's changed it to to co-host of uh, Get Him Rob Bruce podcast. I see. I saw and, that. And, and uh, I got to be honest, uh, that made me smile because uh, it, it showed to me that, like, you know, he's not, I don't know if I want to say excited, but uh, interested enough to, to change his little bio and um, felt like it was, uh, I don't know, it was a nice moment for me personally because I, I like that he is kind of getting into it. Maybe he can get into something like that rather than the, uh, the bizarro drunk time. <laughs> well, and I think, he's, uh, I think he's very excited about it. And I also congratulate you for the pairing of Gidham and Rob Bruce because what a perfect like juxtaposition. Between the two of them, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I, I, I know. I think it works because um, there is tension between the both of them. So I know that they, while they don't um, hate each other, I can't say that they like each other. I think there's a little bit of dislike there. So if they could bring a little bit of tension, um, a little bit of uh, you know, not just a love fest between them as they uh, garble on about whatever they're going to talk about, I think that could be helpful and. Um, I don't want to say that that it, it's going to be, um, you know, Poe and Shakespeare talking to each other, but um, <laughs> I think it could be very entertaining, and I, I look forward to hearing their topics and how they direct it and how they shape it. And I, I mean, I, I've always, I, I mean, I maintain that I, I just wanted him to just have something to do that I think is a little bit more legitimate than getting drunk and having people watch you get drunk to me that just seemed like a bizarre right uh, you know, way to uh to show to get creative i mean well, it's creative to a certain extent but it, it's just a it, it's just gonna to me it's just a too weird to uh be a legitimate vehicle right and i and i agree we actually i had a, about a two-hour conversation with him the other day about uh weird versus quirky right <laughs> and uh i tried to explain to him what you were trying to tell him um, on the podcast, you know, on the, especially on the video that got posted, you know, like, look, dude, you're funny, but, uh, mm-hmm. you, you have to take into consideration the way other people see you, you know, that just because it makes sense in your mind, why you would have done one thing does not in any way, shape or form <laughs> mean that it makes sense in anybody else's. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you just, I mean, just give them, give, uh, just like a nice creative out outlook to and something for him to uh dive into and that would be that would be like and if they became you know you know they became close and buddies over it i mean that would be i don't care who's listening to it i mean just if it was uh something that gave him just something to, you know to you know, to uh, get his creative juices going in a direction that you know i think is just more healthier than getting drunk all people watch you it's right. just it's just a very exploitive kind of uh yeah, that's vehicle. what the that's what the jersey shore is for <laughs> getting <laughs> drunk while people watch you because he's much more interesting than a guy who just gets who just gets blottoed on um on screen as he reads um nonsense you know he's a very interesting very engaging funny dude and um i you know that would be my hope that uh he gets a, he gets something out of it. Well, and he's a lot sm- he's a lot smarter than I think people give him credit for too. So definitely, yeah. I I I, I wonder though. Once that you finally get the two of them locked around the table together, you know, where they can't escape, uh, which one will come out alive? Because they are <laughs> literally the complete and polar opposites of each other. I think. Um. Maybe, uh, but I I see a lot of similarities though between both of them. When I'm when I cause when they're here in the room together, or when I see them together at the at, at the flea market a couple times, I've seen them. But especially when I see them here in the room in the store together, um, they uh, Rob Bruce is, a, is one of the most um, opinionated but also intelligent guys about anything. Right. I mean, it's amazing what he what his uh, interests are, and I believe Didim is of the same uh, cut from the same cloth. So I think that they can. Um, and from what I remember hearing him talking about uh, on your podcast, some of the political points he was making, 
They're the exact opposite of Rob Bruce. <laughs> That's going to so be they awesome. Will, they will have at least be able to. They, yeah, there's a lot of stuff they could talk about other than just the weirdness of uh, of spending 40 hours a week at a at a flea market. You know, <laughs> while that's interesting to me, well, yeah. there's still there's much more that they can talk about other than that. Well, and the only thing I worry about is uh, Rob, Rob Bruce's confidence is so much higher than than Gidham's. Rob Bruce is a very confident fella. Well, you know. that's well, that's the beauty of it. If 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 Gidham sticks with it, you'll maybe you'll see him grow into uh you know grow into his character, grow into um you know creating. I mean, the first episode may be a hundred times different than by like by issue episode twenty if they if they do it that long. You know, his his confidence will grow as he gets feedback, as he gets um um you know validation of uh the you know, other people are listening and people are watching and it's not because you're just weird it's because you're you know you're a funny guy <laughs> i i think maybe i will start a pool though to to everybody can pick a day on when get him finally just says shut the fuck up rob bruce because <laughs> 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 i you know i think there's a lot of unchanneled rage inside of inside of get him as well just just i haven't seen out. that part yeah i haven't seen angry get him yet I, I think it would take a lot to make him angry because he's a he's a people pleaser. Like he very much wants to be liked, as most people, myself included. Do. I can tell. Yeah, I can tell that that's that's why I said that I I've always said that I just think that the the right the right platform for Gidham, uh will um, just be a world of difference than what he, you know than what he's doing right now. Sure, and, and I agree. I think I think he given the right outlet and being able to channel all of his knowledge and 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 just his general likability, I think he'll do really really well. But that being said, I did have at least three people tell me that as we spoke to you today, we better not fucking bring up get him. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man, it, it's bleeding. It's bleeding through the internet. Oh, oh you mean it means. Because they don't, they won't want to listen to us talk about him, or because I won't want to talk about him. Oh, I think it was, uh, it was about uh, two thirds. Uh, they didn't think you'd want to talk about him, and then one third that they didn't want to listen to anybody talk about him. But I think that was okay. just people that we shared in common as listeners, you know. Because oh, out of okay. out of our fifteen, I'd say at least ten of them listen to your show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not at all opposed to talking about him. Like I said, I, I think he's a good guy, and. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, he gets what I hope he gets out of doing it. Well, I, Q, Q told me he would gladly come on our show as long as we didn't talk about Get Him. I believe that. <laughs> I, I, I can hear him saying that. He's had enough. Yeah. He doesn't want to hear it anymore, and I can respect that. Uh, I believe that I've um, I've kind of uh, tried his patience with my Get Him fascination, and I, I respect that. <laughs> Yeah, you know everybody has their thing. You know, it's you can take get him under your wing and you can mold him into a fine, upstanding young citizen. Uh, that's my plan, and uh, unless I get uh, distracted by something else, but uh, <laughs> hope, um, but like I said, I, I mean, uh, I, I have no problem with him coming in here and every week and doing his thing and helping him out and having Ming. I don't, I'm not going to help him technically. I don't know anything about it, but Ming is a volunteer to help him out and. Um, and it's not for any other reason because we just because we dig the guy. I think we think he's a good guy, and um, I, you know if, if uh, he gets like one tenth of the enjoyment that I get out of doing it, then I thought I, I was helping out a, a you know a guy that I thought could use use it. And I think that that just even hearing that will mean a lot to him. I I, I really do. And he and I've talked to him a little bit about it. He's uh, he's real excited. Um, he's just uh, I think he needs that guidance. He's not sure which direction the show should go. He's, he doesn't know where to start. He doesn't know that kicking off period. You know. Well, that's what I, I I mean I I was talking to him via email and I told him I was like I I kind of figured it out that you guys were closer than just him coming on the show. I want once it sounded like you guys had some sort of uh, you know. A relationship other than him just being uh, on your show once. So I say, I mean, you got these guys too to help you and to, uh, you know, cut cut that episode and let them listen to it before you put it up. Let them see what what they think should be edited out, what they think should, um, you know, what the length should be. You got you got a couple people that'll help you, um, uh, or at least not help you, but at least give you feedback on what's good and what's not. 
Absolutely. Well, and you know, that's the weird thing too, is uh, it started out as him coming on the show, you know, because he was, he was approachable on Twitter. It was easy to get a hold of him. And I didn't know the guy from Adam, you know, and then he came on the show and then we developed a friendship after that. And it was kind of a weird deal. And it was, it was because of his likability and just Mm -hmm. how personable he is. I mean, sure. He may be a little quirky, but who isn't? I mean, I sit in my goddamn basement and record a show for free that I don't even know if anybody listens to. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, I'm weird too. But and if you just do it, you know, if you if you get into that routine, and you know, you got your you got your co-host there, um, and you be you know, you it's it doesn't matter who's listening to it. It can be kind of, kind of uh, cathartic and kind of um, it's just an, it's a creative outlet. And um, I save a lot of money on therapy this way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have no idea, sir, how much money I save just by being able to scream to the four people who may be listening. It's it's uh, it's amazing. Well, and you, you probably do kind of know because, you know, you were almost kind of a reluctant participant at the beginning of, of Tell Him Steve Dave. I mean, it was you weren't sure where you wanted to go with it, were you? Um. I don't know if I was reluctant. I, I, when they, when you know when the subject was brought up, I I kind of agreed to it almost immediately because I mean it sounds very similar to Gidham. I thought that Brian needed um, a creative outlet. Brian needed something to look forward to to do, and needed um, I think to uh, have um, feedback on how witty he is and how um, intelligent and how funny and all those things. And I thought that that would be helpful to him as he was just kind of like, you know, kind of like not, not having a creative outlet, not really doing anything that was, um, of that kind of, uh, ilk. Well, and you know, without, without sucking the guy's cock, I mean, he is a, a genuinely easy guy to listen to. Yeah. He's got that voice and he's got that, uh, he's got that, um, that, that kind of, I don't know what it's called, the kind of voice that, like, it's just like, it's like, it's, it's made for, uh, what he's doing. Yeah, it's, and, and, and beyond that, he's so naturally funny, and nope, and that's the thing here, you know, that I was, I, I wanted to make sure I get to, is listening to, to, to your guys' show, you, at no point do you feel like, oh, this is a produce, this is a product. You feel like you're getting to sit in and listen to some guys' bullshit who all happen to be very fucking funny. And I think hey, that happens a lot. But yeah. you forget you forget that it's on. You forget where you're recording, and then sometimes later that night you're like, "Hey, Brian, I forgot I was recording. Take that shit out, or I'm going to be in big trouble." Yeah. Oh yeah, we've done that a few yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, I've got two hours of editing uh, later this week because someone decided it would be hilarious to say an ex girlfriend's. Uh, name 115 times while we were recording. <laughs> but I, I, I just, I don't know, you know, and I'm sure at this point you guys know that your show is pretty popular, but I don't know if, if the listeners can express enough like how how comfortable it is to listen to and how enjoyable at the same time. And I think that's because it is like listening into a group of friends, which you all are, and it's it's a comfortable, fun listen, you know? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a, like I said, it can get so it can get too comfortable, and you forget that anybody's even listening to it. You forget you said that, and you're like, "Oh shit!" People <laughs> are fucking hammering me over something. I, I forgot I even said. If I was smarter, I wouldn't have said that. Uh, do, so, do you find that when you're in the live stream, when you guys are broadcasting live, that uh, it's a little bit harder? You kind of feel like you're halting, you're grabbing yourself, oh, yeah. and raining. No in. doubt. Yeah, and see, not even not even close. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never. Uh, allow myself to just go off and, and talk naturally. I'm always, I'm always got to filter up if we're going doing it. We don't do that that often, no lie though, because we all know that like we're, we're not being, we're not, we're not doing anybody a service by, by, by with that kind of uh, preconceived, uh, mindset going into it on live, you know? Right. Right. It's, it's gotta be fluid and natural, which I think is your guys' strong point. And uh, that's because, because your dynamic is great, because you know each other so well, you know where you can push, how much pressure to apply, mm-hmm. and when to let off, and and what the other people are going to talk about. I still think hot button is one of the funniest things ever, because <laughs> you feel the tension in the room, and then you know it's hot button issue, 
and you feel the tension. (laughs) 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 And then it just, Brian is the best diffuser, but at the same time, the best like full throttle, like choker (laughs) at the same time, you know, because he will, there'll be something happening that all of a sudden is extremely uncomfortable and he'll have one great one liner. It just magically out Teflon Bry. Yeah, well, he's 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 testing that uh, Teflon now. It's chipping, and it's uh, and uh, so with that's what happens though when you uh, go on TV, though. <laughs> right, he's <laughs> he's definitely been cooking with him with a metal fork. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, well, you know, he gets so passionate on Twitter. You know, it's uh, oh my god, yeah, yeah. I, I I have a hard time on Twitter. I mean, I'm I'm thankful for it because it allows. Uh, it allows me to interact. I would have never been able to interact with you guys if not for Twitter, you know? And so I like it in that sense that it's pretty immediate. But at the same time, with those 140 characters, it's so easy to be misinterpreted and it's so That's easy cool. to spiral out of control. It's, ugh. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've been watching over the past couple of days and it's been a goddamn clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, that one, that's one that I'll, yeah. If we, if you uh, had an edit button, I would just be like, "Yeah, let's edit all that out." Yeah, <laughs> just a solid two days of Twitter, just edit it out. <laughs> yeah. If only life were that simple, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, now that you have, you know, you've got a TV show, you've got, a, and as much as as much as you try to be humble about it, a wildly successful podcast. I mean, wildly successful. Um, mm-hmm. do you, you know, I know, like I said earlier, I know that you're, you're a family guy and you like to keep your family life private and, and stay out of it. Do you pretty much on Friday, you just shut it off and you go back to being dad and husband Walt Friday. Yeah. What's Friday. Oh, I don't know. Just, just like the end of your week. Yeah, he's saying, yeah. do you just shut, you leave all that stuff behind, just shut it down and go into like home mode. Uh, well, what am I shutting down? Well, you know, just uh, because I know that you're not real big on, um, you know, taking the TV show and the podcast and stuff home with oh, you. Oh yeah, oh no, no, yeah. no. There's, yeah, it's it's yeah. It would it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an appropriate subject at home or or an interesting one, right? To uh, anybody at home. See, and that's where I I struggle a little bit because I get I I I, I fill with pride when stuff like, for example, today or when we uh, sat down with Chris Hardwick or um, just little moments that we've had. You know, I get really really proud. Oh yeah, I, would, I mean, I guess yeah. Like if when um, Lemmy uh, said uh, had like a we and I think he did like a little, but like a little thing that said tell him steve dave we played on the beginning of a show i told my wife and she because i was like that's pretty neat we got and you know we got this guy that from a band i like i told her but i mean other than that i mean there's there's yeah i don't get into like well, we talked about this or we talked about that right um she doesn't listen i uh, i prefer it that way and <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's 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 it, it is um Right now, it's the perfect uh, balance of if I can go on here and do that with Brian Q and and not even not and not I don't, not that I don't want to pretend it doesn't exist, but I just don't even really acknowledge it. So it's almost kind of like your uh, your poker night. You know, some guys yeah. have a poker night and they go and do that's, it. And that's they're... a good analogy. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I can kind of understand that. I mean, for the most part, occasionally when we've been we uh, tried to raise um, a bunch of money for uh, a friend of mine from. When I was in college, I worked at a home improvement center, and he was uh, 34, and he had a stroke. And so we were having a, a fundraiser for him. And as that part of that fundraiser, I made the promise, without checking first, that we would do a wives show where all the wives come on, um, because we, okay. you know, and and they they basically humiliate us was the idea. Well, they didn't like that idea even a little bit because besides Eric, we also have a third host who comes in. I'd say, what did you say, Eric? About once every month? Yeah, very intermittent. Yeah, and his wife was furious. Like, <laughs> I, I thought his wife and my wife were literally going to kill me um, because we were sitting out on the patio and I took the laptop out and kind of cobbled together the recording equipment. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, well, we're going to do that live show. No, we're not. We didn't agree to this. And so I had to spin it. I felt terrible, but I had to spin it. I was like... This man is sick. We raised right. we raised money. We promised, you know. And she didn't talk to me for like a week. 
that's a, yeah. I'm not interested in you know, even even for uh, even for a cause. I'm not interested in uh, in opening up that can of worms of having you know anybody I know at home come on. Well, well, where the hell were you for me then, Walt? <laughs> we, we, we learned, learned yeah, the hard You way. should have tweeted me. I would have told you. That's a bad idea. <laughs> From now on, whenever I need uh, earth-shattering advice, I'll just ask Uncle Walt. There you go. <laughs> I tell you, it was it was it was somewhat surreal though when uh, when I I flipped on the episode after you had listened to our interview with Gidham, and I didn't really know it was coming that you were going to mention the show. And uh, okay. and it it was very surreal hearing uh, several times our show's name mentioned on a show that we listened to. Like it was. It, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, when Gidham, I guess what Gidham was um, was tweeting that he was on it, and um, I was uh, I was so intrigued because I was just like, well, <laughs> I had only known this guy uh, for the few times that he'd been on in here, and I was just like. There's a podcast. There's another podcast that is so interested that they would have him come on based on the fact he's been on here and said a few words. <laughs> but I was stunned at how much I, I like how different he was and how um, it didn't even seem like the same person. No, yeah. That's why. That's what to me was the most like interesting uh, aspect of it all was because I had listened. I was listening to it out of just pure curiosity of like. That to me, that to me is 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 crazy. That now there's somebody out there who wants to listen to a guy who just happened just because he was on our show. Well, and I thought it was you could tell how nervous he was when he was on your show, and kind of my idea was, well, let's let's let him get his his information out. Let's let him tell his story because mm-hmm. you know he was so you could almost hear him shake when he was when he was on. Uh, tell him Steve Dave, you know, you could just, you could almost physically hear how nervous he was. And it's like, gosh, there's no way he's going to be able to explain himself, you know, because I, I knew immediately there, there was no, the, the guy didn't have an undercurrent of sneakery, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> he just, he didn't have well, it. I mean, come on, he, he, come on, let's be honest though. He's a lot smarter than he appears. Oh, he, he, he's, uh, he plays, um, he plays that role well of like, Oh, I didn't know. But he knows full well uh, how to uh, get attention, and um, well, I think that's good. And I think a lot of it, though, was he was there was that piece of fear for him of if I don't have this anymore, then I don't, I don't, I don't have this anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I, right? And and so, and I think that genuinely scared him a little bit, and then it it made him his decision making very suspect. You know? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have anything to worry about. I mean. Um, He's he's now part of the uh, fabric of Tell Him Steve Dave. He's not just going to shrivel up and disappear. Wow, that may, what you just said right there may be better than getting him a Christmas gift. Uh, it's cheaper too. <laughs> even if I didn't mean it. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it may be cheaper. We'll see how much he starts hanging out there now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, it's 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 a weird world. This internet that allows people to interact, though. I mean, you know, I know you stepped away from Twitter for a while because it was just it was Twitter, right? And but I, I, I it's very strange to me, you know, living in the Midwest, not having any kind of other outlet than this, and now that I've gone to, back to doing stand up, I, I get a little bit of interaction with people. But it's how it, often do you do that? Uh, right now, every other week, uh, I'm emceeing and hosting, and uh, I've got an hour. I've got a. I, I've he- I used to headline, but I stepped away from it when I got married and started doing uh-huh. the family thing. You know, what's the what kind of uh, comedy is it? Is it like, like, what would you what would you how would you what, what would you compare yourself to in terms of the kind of material? Well, I'd say it's very like observational. Um, uh-huh. I'd say along the lines of more like. Uh, like maybe like Louis C.K. without okay. without being Dane Cook and stealing Louis C.K. stuff, like, All right. All right. like cool. you know more of like a I don't know Eric you've seen my shows how would you it's hard for me to describe myself how would you describe it foul mouthed <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's just foul mouthed uh, real world observation right yeah cool kind of oh, that's that's that, uh, that's gotta be scary huh you know it was it was at first um, you know the I've been doing it since '99 and I remember I still remember the very first time I went up. And it was the most like sick feeling I've ever had 
um, because you just don't know what you're doing. Um, and that's right. that, and that's why I, I felt so bad for that kid <laughs> because he has no idea what he's getting himself into. Well, that, well, but that's the problem you experience a little too, Zach. Is that like, for instance, the last weekend you went up, you peppered in like a Walking Dead joke, yeah, and ninety percent of the room was like, "I don't get it." Yeah, they didn't get it until then. I made it like like off color, which <laughs> which sucks because you know you don't want to have to sync. And I what I try to do, even though it's blue, I try to do smart blue. You know, right. so because you don't just want to get up there and be like, ha ha, dick, pussy, you know, because that's not funny. You know, that's just a guy up there cursing, which grownups are allowed to do, you know, so it's it's tough. I mean, it's it's ballsy. You know? I, I, I mean, say, I, I, anybody who does that gets up there and puts themselves up there and out, out on the line like that is to take some nuts. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I guess, uh, and I would do it every weekend if there was money in it, but stand-up doesn't pay. It doesn't pay shit. Much, much like this. <laughs> yeah, a lot, well, a lot like this, yeah. It, but, you know, it's, I don't know, it's on, it's on YouTube if you care to take a look. It's, uh, if you, if you YouTube, uh, Zach Barclay Comedy, I'll pop right, pop right up. How you spell last name? Uh, B-A-R-C as in cat, L-A-Y. Cool, alright, I will. Yeah, I appreciate that, that means, that means a lot. It really does. I'm having a kind of a, a moment. Oh, geez. Well, you know. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's weird because podcasting is, it's anybody with a, a prick and a soundboard can have a podcast now, you know. But right. at, the, at the same time, it's kind of a community, you know. I mean, I was talking to Eric before we came in and I said, you know, that when I, when I first started this show, because I've gone through, Eric's my third regular co-host, but he's been on the most shows of anyone Um we're up to episode, not counting the misinterviews because we do these special, but we're over 180 episodes now. So, nice. wow. yeah, it's, it's, uh, we're persistent, if nothing else. Um, <laughs> Third host. <Nice. laughs> and it's weekly, right? Yeah, it's, it's weekly. Usually, I mean, occasionally we'll miss a week because, you know, we got something going on or something with work screws it up, but yeah, it's mostly weekly. Um, but you know, I started because I was listening to Smodcast and I was like, wow. Shit, I've got access to a radio station. I used to record in a radio station and went in and did that for a while. Um, and then I just kind of started picking up and then you guys started your show and I didn't have quite as much time anymore and I identified with you guys a lot more because it it's more of a, a group of regular, you know, he's a, a freaking firefighter. You know, he's a regular guy. You know, he goes out. A regular guy, a firefighter. Who is on a TV show? Right. That, yeah, uh, right, right. Where, uh, that's seen by millions. <laughs> you know, average guy. Joe, average Joe. Well, that, but that's kind of my point, though. Is there's that hope with podcasting that you know someone might see you and appreciate what you're doing, you know, or hear you right. and appreciate what you're doing. But it was nice to you know to find your show that it was it was a lot easier for me to identify with your show than than for example uh, Smodcast or Nerdist, you know, where it's a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more geared towards the entertainment community. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, so I really latched onto your show. And now to be able to be in a position where, you know, you're willing to come onto our show means so much to me uh, that you couldn't possibly imagine. Oh, no problem, man. Thank you. Thanks for the invite, you know. No. I, uh, I definitely, you know, anytime, just give me a call. Or you know how to call a tweet. don't call me and bother me tweet me god damn it (laughs) i can ignore a tweet i gotta answer the money i gotta answer the phone at work that might be money (laughs) Uh, you know it's and we understand you're shit you're a busy guy and you know you're at work and we're taking up your time and you didn't have to do this no no i was more than happy to come on you know i mean i um definitely it's uh it's an honor or a treat to, uh, you know, to have somebody ask you to want to be on, you know? I mean, that's, that's, it's never happened before, so it's pretty neat. You're, you're shitting me. Really? Yeah, really. No, I mean, to, to me, you know, that, that, you know, why would anybody say no if someone's asking you to come on? I mean, that's pretty, uh, I guess I'm really neat to have, to have someone say that they were interested enough to hear what you have to say, you know? Wow, I guess I'm really surprised that, that you guys, especially with the show, that you guys haven't been hit up more, because, Really? Nope. Wow. Well, you're screwed now. You're more, it's, more regular, it's more regular than you than you think. You're like these are regular guys. Believe me, it's even more. It's even more regular and more than you can imagine. I just. Oh my gosh! I hope we didn't. I hope we didn't uh, open a can of worms for you, though. You know, what? somebody hears this and now they're like, "I'm gonna know, call them now." Yeah, everybody's lining up. 
Yeah, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you'd be surprised. Like I said, the internet's a weird place, man. Once once people you know become accessible, they they come out in droves. What's that? I said when, once people become accessible, the the people start to come out in droves. They everybody wants a piece. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll have Mike then start taking uh, start take, scheduling my uh, podcast guest appearances. <laughs> Mike can double as your agent now. <laughs> Just uh, don't don't have get him do it because he'll take a cut. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. Well, you know, Walt. I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, is okay. there is there anything anything you want people to know about Walt Flanagan that they don't already know? He's really not interested in buying your stuff. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, Walt. We're going to go ahead and uh, say thank you to Walt Flanagan for joining us on Episode 4 of Miss Interview. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Walt. No problem, man. Uh, with you as always, I'm Zach. I'm Eric. Love you. Never getting used.